Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church. Today I'd like to talk on a book, on, out of the book of Psalms. And I'm going to speak on Psalm 46. The title of my message today is Be Still and Know. In times of challenge or change, we take courage and hope from the Psalms. If you are struggling with something, you will always find hope in the Psalms. It's a collection of songs and prayers that take us from raw human emotion to hope in God. It's raw in the sense that you see, you see frustration, you see, you see fear, you see all these things addressed, but they always end up with our eyes on God and receiving hope and faith and love in our relationship with him. And today we're looking at Psalm 46, and the title of my sermon is from verse 10, which in the psalm is the only verse in inverted commas, which means most of the psalm is a song, a poem, a, a prayer to God, but God answers in verse 10, and he says, be still, and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. And this is in inverted commas because it's God speaking. And when we hear God speak to us, it changes everything. One word from God gives us perspective, gives us hope, and gives us faith. And we have all experienced in our generation a, uh, a shared experience. We've all been in the same storm. We've been in different boats, and, uh, and the health storm that we've been through, the economic challenges we've been through, the, the changes that we're seeing around us have affected all of us, not in equal ways, but they have affected all of us. And we all need to hear from God. We need to hear his voice in the midst of the storm. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. So we're going to study Psalm 46. And let's read the psalm together. So I'll read to you out of the English Standard Version. And then we will dissect it a bit. And I believe that there'll be something in this for each of us this morning. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, when you read the word therefore in scripture, you could replace it with for this reason. For this reason, because he's our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble, we will not fear. Though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, Though the mountains tremble at its swelling, Selah, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress, Selah. 
Come, behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Now it tells us that we need not fear because God is with us. Look, four times in the psalm, we promised his presence. Verse one, he's a very present help in trouble. Verse five, God is in the midst of her. And verse seven and verse 11, we read, the Lord of hosts is with us. Don't you think it's just awesome that God is with us? He never leaves us or forsakes us. In fact, he says, if we will go and make disciples of all nations, that he will be with us to the very end of the age. We promised his presence when we do his will. And then in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5, Jesus promises, I will never leave you nor forsake you. What a wonderful, wonderful promise we are given. He will never leave us or forsake us. I was reading that verse last night, Hebrews 13 and verse 5 in the um, Amplified Version. Let me just try and find it quickly for you. It's a wonderful promise that we have from God's Word. And um, it's in here in my phone, Hebrews 13 verse 5. And reading from the Amplified Version, let me just uh, hold on you, assuredly not. What a wonderful promise we have that we not, need not fear no matter what's going on around us because first of all, God is with us. Another word we see in this psalm three times is the word selah. And uh, it's an interesting word. We see it at the end of verse three, verse seven and verse 11. Now, this term that indicated to the musicians that this was a time in the, so time in the song to, to pause. In fact, the New Living Translation uses the word interlude, where, where the, the singing would stop and there would be a little bit of a jam. And I, I loved the musicians today. In particular, I loved the guy who plays the bass at the back there. I thought that was just cool, you know. And, uh, and, you know, so, so when the psalmist said selah, then he would start to just jam on the bass, you know, and just really have a, have a good time. And, um, and I, think, I think this is an important word in the psalm. It's now used to encourage us to pause and reflect upon what we have just heard or read in the psalm. So it breaks the psalm into three distinct segments from verse 1 to 3 from verse 4 to 7 and verse 8 to verse 11 and I'd like to share three simple thoughts with you today based on these three sections of Psalm 46 and the first is this that in life we will face challenges that we cannot control let's read verse 1 to 3 again God is our refuge and strength a very present help in trouble, therefore we will not fear. Though the earth gives way, though the mountains 
be moved into the heart of the sea. I think that would indicate an earthquake. And then verse 3, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling, that would indicate a flood. The two examples, an earthquake in verse 2 and a flood in verse 3, are things that are beyond our control. They cause huge disruption and damage. I haven't been in an earthquake, but I've been in an earth tremor. I remember waking up in Bulawayo, Zimbabwe years ago, and uh, it felt like a train was coming directly towards my house. And it, it sort of, it came towards me, it seemed to go right under my bed and carried on. And that was just an earth tremor. But an earthquake is so disruptive and disorientating. Or a flood. I've been to places where they've had floods and, uh, and seen the aftermath of a flood and the destruction and devastation that it brings. There are things that come into our lives that we have no control over. Yet we are encouraged in verse 2 not to fear because God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in times of trouble. When we face situations that we cannot control, we need to run to the rock who is higher than us. We need to go to, to, to safe ground, to our refuge and our strength. You look for a safe place. You look for a place that's stable and a place where you can find safety. How many of us have found the last couple of years devastating, disruptive? They've, they've disorientated people. But it's not just something that affects everyone. There's also individual, personal challenges that we face, whether it's a financial challenge or a health challenge or a, a relationship challenge, whatever it might be. We need to not fear, but look to God as our refuge and strength. One thing's for certain, we will all go through storms in life. You're either in a storm or you've come through a storm or you're about to go into a storm. And whatever is going on, we need to remember that he is our refuge and strength. We need to be still and know that he is God. He will be exalted in the nations. He will be exalted on the earth. The second segment that ends with Selah. And why don't we just Selah for a moment? I think when you stress, we should stop and say, I'm just going to Selah for a moment. I'm not going out for a smoke break. I'm going out for a Selah break. I'm just going to take a little bit of time and I'm going to pause. I'm going to be still. I'm not going to panic. I'm going to get my eyes where they need to be on my refuge and my strength. I'm going to put my eyes on him. I'm going to listen to his voice. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted. The second segment we see in verse 4 to verse 7. I'll read it to you again. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. 
The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. In verse four, we see a river who makes glad the city of God. And this river, I believe, represents the Holy Spirit. In Ezekiel chapter 47, verse nine, the Bible says, wherever the river flows, everything will live. And the source of life is the Holy Spirit. We need, to, we need to experience his presence. And in Ezekiel 47, it talks about that river that goes out and begins at ankle deep and then goes to knee deep and waist deep and eventually it's water that you have to swim in. And God wants us to go further into our relationship with him. He wants us to experience his presence. And that comes through relationship. The other thing we see is in verse six, he says, he utters his voice, which represents the word of God when he speaks. So my second point is, God is our refuge in times of uncertainty. But where do we find that refuge? Do we have to go some to a physical place? Now, there is something wonderful when we come together as his people in corporate worship. And Psalm 34 teaches us that there's, there's, we need to taste and see that the Lord is good. And then it says, it says that we need to come and we need to celebrate in the congregation. But we also need to have our own continual praise and worship relationship with him. Continual devotional time with him. And in those times, both corporate, when we come together and we worship together with, a, with an awesome worship team like you have here t today, and with people who enjoy themselves in worship, which just sort of lifts you up and carries you along, is wonderful. You also need personal time with God, where you, you get into the river, where you listen to his voice, and he begins to speak. Now, there are many things we cannot control. We can't control outward circumstances. We can't control other people's choices. How many of us would like to control other people's choices? Absolutely, you know. And we shouldn't allow somebody else to control our responses. Don't give the remote control of your life to somebody else, you know. Develop healthy boundaries and, 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 uh, and relationships with others. But we can control our own choices and responses when we spend time in God's presence and feed our faith with the promises in the Bible. What you need more than anything when the pressure comes on is to get into the river and to hear his voice. I, I think I'm preaching to the choir here today. You know, I think you understand what I'm saying. If you're getting it, say amen. Oh, that's great. Thank you. That's wonderful. If you're not getting it, say, oh my. Oh, that's great. You didn't say that, all right? So uh, we need to spend time in his presence, and he becomes our refuge in times of uncertainty. And it's amazing how one word from God can change everything in your life. It can give you hope and courage. And if you don't know what to do, go to God and ask him to speak to you. Uh, I'll give a simple example. About 10 years ago, I was diagnosed with bowel cancer. I was 45 years old, um, and um, 
And uh, it wasn't part of my life plan. It really wasn't. It didn't fit into our plan for our lives. We had four children at home, and uh, this was a disruption. It was a storm, a devastation that came into our lives. And um, I needed to hear from God. So I spent time in God's word, and it's amazing how he spoke to me out of Psalm 27, verse 13. He said, the psalmist says, I would have lost hope if I had not believed I would see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Now that gave me hope because I, I said I'm going to put my faith in God. Even though I can't see it, I'm going to believe it. And I believe that I will see his goodness in the land of the living. That became a promise that I could hold on to. That became my my uh, life raft in the midst of the storm. Jill went for a walk and said, God, you've got to speak to me. And God spoke clearly to Jill and said, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Now I know that not everyone has the same experience as me having come through that. Some people have had other experiences, but we know whatever happens, we are safe in his hands for eternity. We really are. And we need to keep our faith and trust in him. Our hope is not just in what happens in this world. We have an eternal hope in Christ. Okay, number three. The third thing we see is that God is sovereign and he uses all things for our good and his purposes. Let's read verse 8 to verse 11. Come behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. You could paraphrase it. I'm in control. I've got your back. You can chill. It's going to be okay. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted on the earth. And then he repeats, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Selah. As I said, it's the only verse in, in inverted commas. God's speaking. And we can take courage. That even though we don't know what the future holds, we know who holds the future. That he has things under control. You know, we can trust God with everything and everyone in our lives. We really can. We can trust God that his kingdom will come, his will will be done. And we know from Romans 8.28... That all things, in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. We can trust him with everything. God is ultimately in control. And even though we can't see it, and we might not have the answers until we get to heaven, we do know that God is in control. And we can trust him with everything. 
So just as we wrap up, let's ask the Holy Spirit what he is saying to us individually through the psalm today. Let's ask him to speak to us and show us what he wants us to do, what adjustments he wants us to make. Is there an area in your life where you need to turn to God as your refuge and strength? Has he already spoken to you? Does he need to remind you of his promise? Does he need to remind you of what he's already said? What is God saying to you? And what I love about spending time in God's presence and the word of God is that one sermon can mean, I don't know how many of us, 200 people maybe. One message can have 200 individual apps that you want to speak to us. You want to speak into our lives and say, be still and know that I am God. We choose today to have a Selah moment, to pause and reflect. Thank you that you are in control. When we don't know what to do, we can turn to you. Somebody here today, you are concerned about uh, an aging parent. Might be both your mom and dad, or it might be just one of those. Not living on the island, living in the nation that you represent today. Lord, we thank you that we can trust you with everyone in our lives. We thank you that Psalm 145 says you open your hand and you satisfy the need of every living thing. We thank you, Lord, that you know our needs. And when you meet our needs, you do all things well. And we pray, Lord, right now that you would move in that situation. You would bring peace, health, shalom in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray for people today who are in the midst of a storm. It feels like there's an earthquake or a flood. Problems are rising and things feel unstable. But we thank you that you are God and we can trust you with our lives. We can trust you with everything in our lives. We look to you as our hope. We look to you as our fortress, as our refuge. And Lord Jesus, we pray right now that you would speak. Speak in ways that we understand. We thank you that you're always speaking. But one word from you will change everything in our lives. We thank you for your promises concerning marriages, our children, our future, our finances, our health. We thank you that we can trust in you. In Jesus' precious name. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Please consider supporting this ministry 
by making a donation on the giving page at leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.